The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Coast to coast. All right. Oh, you know what time it is when you see that shot right there. The sports book, the BetMGM lounge right there. Have it all going and evolving rapidly. Because it's time for our NFL lead analyst, the mad scientist, Warren Sharp, to grace us with his inside skinny for week 18 in the NFL with games on Saturday, dose, and then a full slate on Sunday, wall-to-wall football. Happy New Year, Warren. Uh, I want to start off with the scheduling in Week 18. Uh, In essence, I see that you're not happy with it. No, you introduced me as the mad scientist. Today, emphasis on mad, because I don't understand what the NFL is doing here with the way that they orchestrated this schedule. Keep in mind, they took plenty of time to slowly roll out the timing of the schedule and which times these teams are going to be playing and what days they're playing. But in typical NFL fashion, they screwed it all up anyways. Look, if Seattle wins their game at 4 o'clock, then the Lions game that caps the evening of Week 18 against the Packers becomes null and void for the Detroit Lions, which means that it's easier for the Green Bay Packers to win that game. And in doing so, they would then knock off the Seattle Seahawks and prevent Seattle from making the postseason. So that's one dummy move that they made. A second one was you've got this Jacksonville game. Why do you stick that one on Saturday? night because the Jaguars just played on Sunday that further amplifies the rest advantage that the Tennessee Titans have who played last Thursday and rested all of their players for that game I would have flip-flopped I would have stuck the Lions game against the Packers on Saturday night moved the Jaguars game to Sunday night what's the harm in doing that at least that way the Lions still have a shot when they're playing their game and then you've got this Kansas City Chiefs game which is being played and when that occurs it's likely going to give the Kansas City Chiefs the number one seed, which makes it so that the Buffalo Bills aren't playing for the number one seed at all. Why wouldn't you play the Kansas City Chiefs game simultaneously with the Buffalo Bills game? I don't understand that either. And then, Scott, the thing that started developing today is this whole ridiculousness of what they're trying to do to offset the lack of the game that the Bills and the Bengals are playing. Look, If the Bills and Bengals game gets canceled or forfeited or whatever they're they're calling it, no contested, then it is what it is, and we should just move on with the playoffs like we normally have been doing. 
replaying that game would add confusion to the schedule down the road and screw up everything with regard to the playoffs. So if you're going to go ahead and call that game a no contest, then everything is simple. Just play the season out like it normally would. Play week 18 like it normally would. Let us have seven teams in each conference play for uh, the championships. But now they're talking about potentially adding an eighth seed into the mix here. Every single team that decided to either rest players last week or they thought that they were out of the mix and put guys on IR or didn't play a guy that was slightly hurt, uh, if those teams could have made the playoffs and now the league is saying we're going to add an eighth team, it's absolutely foolish to go back and change history. I know there's got to be a movie which has a plot where some decision in the present day affected something that happened in the past and then somebody tries to time travel back there and make a different decision. But that's exactly what the NFL is doing right now. And it just is mind boggling to me. Just completely insane. <laughs> so, uh, first of all, I want to welcome all of our radio affiliates. Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Byline, USA in a City by the Bay. So uh, I couldn't agree with you more uh, on all of it. Like, seriously, all of it. You're telling me, like, because I heard this too. Like, seriously, they're going to add an A seed and not play that game? That's what that's, I mean, I hope that that's just conjecture and speculation. And the reason why I tweeted about it is because the NFL sometimes keeps their ear out to what is being discussed about things. And I wanted to make sure that as many people saw how dumb of an idea that would be as possible so that the NFL doesn't go in that direction. But my guess is the people that are trying to decide this within the NFL are a bunch of old dinosaurs that don't really know what they're doing. That's why it takes them like three months to figure out the right NFL schedule to introduce. Uh, and there's always issues and errors and problems with that schedule in the first place every season. Uh, I don't think that they have the best and brightest there inside the league office <laughs> figuring this out and is painfully apparent. <laughs> hey, so. idiots so uh <laughs> who do you like in the jacksonville game saturday night okay so jacksonville game i think the edge definitely benefits the tennessee titans because of the rest i also think that josh dobbs will have picked up on a lot that he did not know when they played the dallas cowboys on a short week last week in week uh, 17. I also think that they're going to be able to roll out some different things, and that's why I think that you've got to be betting this game if you like the Tennessee Titans in the first half. Whether you're taking the Titans plus the three and a half or you're doing what I did, which was bet the first half over 19 and a half, I think Jacksonville is going to have some success scoring on this secondary of the Tennessee Titans. But I do think that when the Titans come out and Derrick Henry is not scripted out of this game when the game is close, they're going to have some success moving the football. They did in the first quarter when these teams met in week 14. Tennessee put up 14 points in the first quarter. I think they could have some success early on in this one. All right, so when we come back, we'll start rolling through the rest of the game. Saturday, you got Kansas City and Vegas in Sin City. We'll talk about Sunday's Pats, Bills game in Orchard Park, Baltimore, Cincy in the jungle. It's Warren Sharp Hour time on CNC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. If you haven't checked out sharpfootballanalysis.com, you lose. I mean, honestly, like catch up with everyone else. Millions of people know what's up. And if you haven't gone there yet, there's got to be something lacking in your life. Warren Sharp with us, our lead analyst. Every Thursday, we do an entire hour, huge ratings. All right, so uh, Warren, I have to ask you, I I refuse to allow Patrick Mahomes to benefit from that Bengals-Bills nightmare Monday night with Hamlin and then they don't play that game, and then the Chiefs get the number one seed, and he ends up getting exactly what everyone always wants is Patrick Mahomes getting all the MVPs and all the home games, and I can't have it. Honestly, I'm going to puke. Well, it looks like that's going to be the case. From what I have heard, that game is very likely, I, I don't know, since we've been on air, maybe something's been announced, but it's, been, it's likely to be declared a no contest, which would give the Kansas City Chiefs that number one seed if they beat the Raiders. Now, in terms of Patrick Mahomes being MVP, I actually think that he has had one of the most under-the-radar seasons for Patrick Mahomes. He's not delivering those deep-shot highlight plays to Tyreek Hill. He's not getting on Sports Center anymore. But this passing offense blows away in terms of efficiency any other offense in the NFL this season. And in addition, he's only 429 yards away from breaking the single-season all-time record for passing yards. So this offense is really poised and should have a really good day against the Raiders. This Raiders team has played the second easiest schedule of opposing passing offenses, and yet they rank as the second worst defense against the pass. It's hard to pull off a feat like that. This is a garbage defense and a garbage secondary that the Raiders are trotting out there, and they haven't gone up against very many offenses that will test them. You got to feel like if the Chiefs are up late in this game, you know, they might just let Patrick Mahomes continue to throw the football if he's anywhere close at all to breaking this record, which is why I'll get quickly to the point. I like the over in this game. Uh, I bet it at 50. The most key number in totals in that range is 51. So you're going to have to go over a number that's not as ideal. But I think in the second half of this game, there could be some additional points. I usually would argue or lobby for a first half angle, but I do think in the second half we'll get some points here. So I prefer the full game, in fact. Um, When you look at this Raiders team, 
I think they'll be able to do their part as well. Jarrett Stidham came in, and this is really like we talked about Josh McDaniels being a, a petty coach. Well, he's being very petty because he's trying to win this argument on the field. He's trying to make Jarrett Stidham look way better than Derek Carr at this point in time. He's calling better offense. He's calling better plays, different designed rollouts for Derek Carr. This offense is looking a lot more productive uh, last week, and I think it's going to carry over this week because this Chiefs defense is not very good. But 24% of Jarrett Stidham's passes went 20-plus yards down the field. That was the highest rate of any quarterback in the NFL. The Chiefs' defense is terrible, one of the worst in the league at defending deeper passes. They've got all of their weapons back now due to the Raiders offensively. You've got Renfro back. You've got Waller back. Devontae Adams is still going to have a good year. And I think Stidham is on trying to make his case to be the quarterback of the future for the Raiders. So I think everything points to this game having a lot of points and going over the total. Yeah, it's, uh, I see it at uh, 52 right now. Uh, so the way yep. Stidham played last week, if, you know, I know you're on the over. But the way he played last week, the way they looked last week, as if that has anything to do with anything. But if if you were to, like, guess the way he looked, would you give him a shot to cover the fat number in Vegas uh, just the way they looked? I would. Look, this line has bounced around a little bit. We saw this line open up. And, and be very much so in favor of the Chiefs. It was a nine and a half point total, uh, sorry, spread, and the total was down at 50. Then we saw over money come in. The spread stayed at nine and a half, but the total went all the way up as high as 53. But at one point, we saw a group come in and bet both the Raiders and the under, which to me indicated they had a false understanding of the importance of this game to the Chiefs because there was a little uncertainty following Monday night's uh, canceled game, suspended game between the Bills and the Bengals. And th some people, I think, believed at that moment that this game wasn't going to be as relevant for the Chiefs. Well, it's absolutely quite relevant for the Chiefs. And the total and the uh, spread then got bet back up to 9.5 because it had dropped as low as 7.5. I think there's value if I'm betting the side here. On, on taking the underdog Raiders. I think this is a large number for the Chiefs to cover. They have shown they are unable to do, unable to do that with the way that they currently play offense uh, and, and defense in particular, and they let these teams back in games. And I can guarantee you, Stidham and McDaniels are going to be trying to get back into this game however possible and score points late. Earlier this season, the Chiefs won that game by only one point, 30-29 to 29 against this Raiders squad. That was in Kansas City. I think the score could be quite similar in this one. Maybe the Chiefs win by a couple more points, but covering and winning by at least double digits is going to be tough. So what about uh, the Bills? Uh, they got all that good news today that he's doing incredibly uh, compared to where he was, uh, that he's doing well and he's, uh, you know, eyes open, uh, squeezing hands, writing, etc. Now the bills are jacked. They said the reaction from the locker room was everybody was lit that they got this good news. Are they going to take it out on the Patriots? Carver Hyde thinks the bills are going to take it out on him. So does our boy here, Sam uh, from Cheers. He thinks the bills are the way to go. He's actually going to be at the game. Might help influence the outcome if he gets down onto the field level at some point. But I'm not so sure. Here's the thing. The Bills, if the Chiefs win, are locked into the two seed unless Buffalo happens to lose this game and the Bengals win against the Ravens. And 
I think the Buffalo Bills, look, they got their eyes set on something bigger than this. The Bills obviously were hoping to win last week's game, beat the Patriots, and then get a bye week. This game sort of can become their de facto bye week. I don't think, I mean, this is just me personally, but I think the bigger statement to a fallen teammate who can't play with you anymore and is healing up in the hospital, thank God, is to win, to make a deep run into the playoffs rather than win a game against the Patriots by like a large margin. Um, I know there's just so much distractions. There were some guys that were staying back, some guys traveling back and forth to Cincinnati. Uh, the guys were, the, the guys at practice were having walkthroughs. There's just so many emotions out there. And I know this game is emotional, but look, the Patriots are playing for their playoff lives here as well. They need to win this game to stay in. And you've got Bill Belichick trying to game plan for them. I think it's going to be tough to cover a large number. I don't necessarily see the Bills coming out here and doing that, but look, stranger things have happened. And you know, motivation and, and, and players playing hard, this, this stuff is really hard to handicap unless you're there inside the building and you can understand what they're trying to do. So from the outside, sitting here with what I know today, I would be leaning to back the Patriots plus the seven points. But if I read or saw something different that changed my mind closer to game time uh, about what the Patriots, uh, what the Bills want to do, and we're going to come out to play for Hamlin and these types of things, then uh, I could certainly be swayed off the Patriots. But right now, that's where I think it would be. So what do you think of uh, the Bengals laying seven uh, against the Ravens? That game is such a weird game because the reality is if the Bills win, then the Ravens are going to play the Bengals in the wild card round as well. I don't know that everybody realizes that, but there's a very strong likelihood that these two teams will play this week and then next week. And so how much do you show? What amount of your hand are you going to tip here from an offensive side of the ball, from a defensive side of the ball? Um, you know, the Bengals obviously did not play a full game last week, so they might come out and try a little bit harder to start this one. But, like, how much are the Ravens going to show offensively in this game? There's a lot of question marks surrounding this one because these two teams might meet again in Week 19, the first weekend of the wild card game. So, for that reason, this is a hard one to handicap, but I understand why the total has been bet down a little bit in case these offenses pack it in and, and play a little bit more conservatively so as to not tip their hand. All right, so 10 seconds. So what happens if who wins, they play again next week? If the Bills win, then the Bengals will play the Ravens two straight weeks. Wow, that's crazy. All right, uh, so when we come back, uh, we're just going to keep rolling through all these games. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
Powers are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, Fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Be hunted. Know your prey. This is a whole new jungle. This is The Lion's Share. Brought to you by Ben MGM. All right, so uh, Warren Sharps at the Sportsbook at the Ben MGM at the MGM National Harbor every Thursday joins us for an hour. Our NFL lead analyst. First of all, what's so funny, Warren? I, I see you, you're, you're cracking up there in the break. I mean, I got to know. Don't even tell me Sam's that funny. Uh, is it the Mike White news? No, it's not. Or is it that my Steelers are screwed? <laughs> it's actually none of the above. It's, somebody wanted me to tie my shoes, and I told them I will not. So I'm an adult. I can make a decision if I want to tie my shoes or keep them untied, you know. It's unbelievable. Uh, by the way, way you uh, place a single first basket score bet on any NBA game. Up to $25 risk-free. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. I want to start with the Jets with this news that uh, Mike White's ribs, he was limited today in practice and has been downgraded from – uh, he was doing a walkthrough yesterday. Now he's been downgraded, and you saw that line jump just about everywhere. Yeah, I'm sitting here. We've got the BetMGM odds on the screen here, but I also want to see what's happening elsewhere, too, and I got my odds screen over here. And, yeah, the line has been moving all the way from the uh, Jets laying a point, point and a half, two points. Now the Dolphins are laying up to two points. I saw it as high as two and a half before it dropped back down to two. Uh, look, the Dolphins are obviously playing for their for uh, their playoff lives here. The Jets might be playing Zach uh, uh, Zach Wilson, and we know we know there's a big difference between Zach Wilson and Mike White. We also know that the teammates for the Jets think that there's a big difference between Zach Wilson and Mike White. So for those reasons, um, it's it's clear and it's probably fair that the line should move back in favor of the Miami Dolphins playing at home against potentially uh, Zach Wilson. So uh, the Dolphins have lost five in a row. Skylar Thompson is their quarterback. How do you look at this game, uh, you know, sans that line or even with the line? I mean, like, I think Skylar Thompson is wretched, and frankly, so is Zach Wilson. It's a disaster. I need the Jets to win the game, and now with that kid playing, I want to jump off my roof. Well, look, I've been in that same position wanting to jump off my roof for weeks now because I have the Dolphins over eight and a half wins. An absolutely beautiful bet on the futures market that was placed before the season started. Looked perfect, absolute perfection. And then every single week, one of the Dolphins quarterbacks is now getting injured. And then the backup quarterback who's sent into play gets injured during the game. So what I need to know is who is the fourth string quarterback for the Dolphins? Because the way things have been going for them, we're going to see Skylar Thompson get hurt during this game. And they're going to need to go to the fourth stringer because every single time that 
Mike McDaniel has inserted a backup quarterback for Tua, that backup gets hurt during the game and he has to go to somebody else. I've never seen a season like what Mike McDaniel has had to deal with with the quarterback position for an offense. It's utterly absurd what's been happening there. Um, I actually totally different subject, Scott, but I heard a great comment. I never took karate, but I was told that in karate they teach you how to fall and that Tua should be training with uh, somebody even like a brown belt or whatever the level of belts are, you don't even have to be a black belt, to teach him how to fall, put his hands down, brace himself so he's not going to keep smacking his head on the ground, which is how a couple of these concussions have occurred for him. But I, I think the game is gross. I mean, Skylar Thompson, you're right. He is wretched. That was a great word to describe it. Uh, Mike McDaniel has his work cut out for him with this one. So you are on the boat of uh, Brian Dable should be the coach of the year. I mean, to me, this right now is is a tiny boat. This thing should be a cruise ship. He is the decided favorite in my mind, but he is still only the third most likely to do so. The case is crystal clear. They're flashing, flashing up the graphics for you to look at right now on the screen. Number one is Nick Sirianni. Number two is Kyle Shanahan in terms of the odds. Both of those coaches coached these teams last year. Both of those coaches have championship caliber rosters that they are coaching. Both of those coaches took their teams to the playoffs last year. What is Brian Dable working with? Brian Dable is working with a team that has the worst record in the NFL the last five years. No team has a worse overall record. In fact, this team hasn't had a single year in the last five where they won more than six games. No other team in the NFL could say that as well. In fact, I'll make it even more astonishing. At no point in any one of those prior five seasons was this team even above 500 for one single week. Brian Dable comes in, he's got the fourth lowest cap space with which to work with. You know, Doug Peterson, first year in Jacksonville, they spent $270 million in free agency because they had a ton of cap space to work with. Dable had the fourth lowest cap space. He couldn't do anything with the mess and the trash that Dave Gettleman left this franchise with. Brian Dable had to go out there with the ninth most snaps to replace from the 2021 season and the fourth lowest cap space and a roster that got three coaches fired over the last five years. And what does he do? He has a winning record every single week this season. They start out 1-0. They never have a losing record at any point this season. And he punches their ticket to the playoffs and he does so in such an early fashion that they can rest this week and they don't have to play for anything if they don't want to. They're already guaranteed to make the playoffs. This is the type of season that is a shoe-in for Coach of the Year. The story of what he did to change this organization from last year to this year is without compare. There is not a single other coach in the league who has done anything close to that. And you cannot give the award to a team that made the playoffs last year with the same coach and is just making the playoffs again this year, which is what Sirianni and Kyle Shanahan has done. They already had great teams. They already had Super Bowl caliber teams. What Brian Dable did with this giant squad that was amassed and you know, built by Dave Gettleman is nothing short of astonishing. Yeah, you're right. And I think uh, you convinced everybody that he deserves it. Uh, there's really nothing else to say other than, will they cover the 14 against the Eagles? 
It all comes down to what Dayball wants to do. I mean, I'm certainly not laying it with the Philadelphia Eagles here, uh, but does Dayball play his guys to keep them trending in the right direction? Do they use this as a de facto bye week to take a little rest? Because this team has been beaten and battered, and that's exactly why. I mean, it's pretty incredible what he's done with the state of the offensive line and some of the, the lack of receivers that they have to work with and defensive injuries. So they could take a break and get this team healthy. The other thing to factor in here, we talked about about this angle with the Ravens versus the Bengals is that these two teams might meet one another in the uh, second round of the playoffs, right? Because the Eagles will have that one seed most likely and the Giants certainly will be in position where they might be facing the Eagles in that divisional round game. So do you really want to show a lot on tape in this one? I probably would err on the side of caution, rest up my guys, and in which case I would do absolutely nothing. I'm not laying it with the Eagles for sure. The only way that I would look here is take it with the Giants if I had any inclination or read any clipping or had any sort of intel that Dable would be playing his guys here. So what about the Niners? Uh, they're in Arizona, and, I mean, the Cardinals are a laughing stock, and it doesn't sound to me like, I mean, the Niners are in. It's all gravy for them. Is this just a walk in the park, like a walkthrough? I don't think it's a walkthrough because there is an off chance that the Niners could have something to play for here. Uh, but I absolutely would stay away from this game as well. A lot of these games, you know, our show next week, Scott, is going to be far different. When we start breaking down the playoffs, this is where I'm digging into every little nook and cranny and crack and crevice to uncover angles that, that you know, favor different matchups over one another and looking at betting angles and, and game angles. For a week like this, you really are trying to attack the spots that have that low-hanging fruit that have great value based on injuries or motivation. This game doesn't scream any anything to me I'm completely passing on this one they uh, have covered eight times the Cardinals are getting two touchdowns at home boy their quarterback situation has been a mess it has been a mess um, look I, I don't know what the future is there I certainly have no confidence in that staff um, the roster trying to play out the strings here uh, for the final week of the season this is this is a tough game to handicap in my mind so, uh, obviously, uh, when we come back, we're going to get into all the rest of these games. And uh, I want to start now, though, with that uh, Sunday night game, uh, the Lions and the Packers. Now, sans all the scheduling uh, snafus and nightmare decision-making and all the idiots on Park Avenue, uh, if there weren't all these, you know, extra side, uh, you know, hors d'oeuvres around the table, how would you look at this game with the Lions and Packers at Lambeau? Is it just for me, it's Rodgers in a huge game, and the Lions have, haven't been in a huge game in, I don't know, decades, but he's been in a bunch of huge games, and he lost to the Niners last year. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, there's no way I'm betting on Goff over this guy at Lambeau Field on a Sunday night. Well, I, I'd love to break this game down on the other side of the break, but I do want to get into this element first, which doesn't involve the X's and O's of this game. And that is, 
what were the Minnesota Vikings doing last week, not listening to the coaching staff to wear the seven studded cleats, the longer cleats that would hold up better on that turf at Lambeau. Apparently the coaching staff, the OC held a meeting, told all the players to wear these longer cleats and half the players decided not to. Bill Belichick spends all of his time finding every little edge, any tiny small thing that could make a difference because it ultimately does add up. This is the type of value. I talk to teams about this as well. I cannot believe that the coaches told the players to wear these longer cleats and they refused and then they slipped and then they decided to change into them and it really cost them last week. All right, we'll break down the game in Green Bay when we come back with Warren Sharp, our lead analyst at the MGM National Harbor. He's styling and we're just rolling here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. So they're having a uh, press conference at Orchard Park right now with McDermott and Josh Allen live uh, at the Bills facility. Uh, basically talking about uh, Hamlin, and there is no news yet about any decisions from the NFL, although uh, I have seen, uh, and I read it to you, you know, Warren, is that the AFC championship game might be played in a neutral site. And I got to tell you, that just does not go over well with me. Like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, what is this? uh, The Bills, another snow game? They're going to move it to Ford Field? I mean, you have got to be kidding me. Like, who makes these decisions? You're talking about idiots before. I'm telling you, they're growing them. Let me ask you this, though. Would, if you are a Bills fan, are you more mad that they might move it to a neutral site? Or are you mad that uh, what if the Chiefs just get the number one seed and they don't move that game and the game is played in Arrowhead? Well, I would tell you that the seesaw would tip heavily in their favor, obviously, if they get that game. So I could see where uh, that would be an issue. That's an issue with me to begin with. 
Uh, you heard me at the beginning of the show. I am not having it. I am not having that uh, we're going to wipe this game and let the Chiefs have home field throughout for Patrick Mahomes because that's what uh, I feel like they want. I feel like the NFL's poster child is Patrick Mahomes. He's the face of the league. They can't get enough of him. And meanwhile, uh, you know, I don't frankly think they deserve the number one seed because they don't play that game. That makes no sense to me at all. I think it's crooked. Well, well, what's also interesting is that both the Bengals and the Bills have beaten the Chiefs. Uh, and those yeah. are the two teams that could actually get the one seed if that game were to be resumed. But one interesting element is that the league built in this bye week between the conference championships and the Super Bowl years ago for this type of reason, for this very reason. So if something happened in the season and we needed to get an extra week in there, we could push everything back. Here's the problem, though. I think the league has become so in love with having those 13 days in between the conference championship and the Super Bowl to promote the Super Bowl and have all these events and all these meetings and conferences and things right. of that nature, that they're going to try to do everything in their power to not throw a game the week before the Super Bowl because it really does mess up player availability and all the other things that go on to leading into that game. So it absolutely has nothing to do with player rest, player health, player safety, or any of that. It's all about all the events that the league now has committed to or wants to throw in there that week before the Super Bowl that it does not want to use up that week of float, so to speak, in the construction scheduling industry is called float. They don't want to use up that float on a game. They want to keep that 14-day float in there. And so in Portuguese, what that means is, is that Warren refuses to play in the NFL's flag football Pro Bowl game in Las Vegas. He's too busy making us money on Sports Grid. All right, now let's go back to this game uh, at Lambeau Sunday night. Break it down for me, Lions and Pack. Look, we know that the Lions have this, like, uh, course field at their home stadium. They score a lot more. They play a lot better when they're at home. When they leave that friendly confines of Detroit and go play on the road, particularly outdoors, it is a big uh, downgrade for this offense. There is no doubt about it. You could see it. It's almost like the team, maybe indirectly, the coaches haven't probably told them this, but I bet indirectly when they are about to host a home game, they talk so much about how we're at home, we can do X, Y, and Z, we play so much better here, that then when they go on the road, even if they're not talking about how bad they are on the road, that it just carries over mentally that they know we're not going to be the same in this road game. Jared Goff, also you have the small hands issue at play here with the cold weather. I don't think there's supposed to be any precipitation, though. Um, but to me, I see a Packers team that the market has now overcorrected itself on. You know, for a while the Packers were this, well, they're never going to do anything, and then they started make, going on this run. And I just think that there's a, a little bit of extra value that's being given to the Packers on this spread that they maybe don't otherwise deserve. Go back and look at the last few times that the Detroit Lions have come to Green Bay and played in this stadium. The Detroit Lions have actually done pretty well here. The key, though, has been in the first half. Look at the scoring in the first quarter of those games. Look at what the Lions have done in the first half. They've been actually been leading at halftime in, I think, three of the last four visits to Lambeau Field. 
So if, if I'm leaning anywhere on this game, I am number one waiting to see if the Seahawks win as they are favored. And if they do win, then that should give me a few extra points for the Lions here. But I think I will be looking to back the Detroit Lions at whatever largest number that I could possibly get. Now, I've made no bets on this game right now, and I'm not committing to betting the Lions, but that's where the way that I am thinking about this game right now. So if if I had to uh, force you and duct tape you to a chair and pour beer down your throat and force you to give me a pick on that four and a half, I have been abducted by sorority girls and duct taped to a chair and force fed alcohol over a 24-hour period at Cal Berkeley in San Francisco. So that could happen to you, Warren, if you're not careful. If you were duct taped to a chair and force fed alcohol, uh, would you bet on the Lions and the four and a half? I, I would. In that scenario, uh, given those that situation, that would be the bet that I would place. I'd take the underdog Lions here. Uh, I think that they should have some success running the football, and I've really, really been impressed with their offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson. I think that he's done a masterful job with leading that offense. Um, I don't love the defense, and I think the kick return game for the Green Bay Packers is a massive difference maker. You cannot kick the ball for returns. You got to figure out a way to get that ball out of the end zone. Do not let the Green Bay Packers return those kicks because they are spectacular at doing so. They housed one last week. They should have housed one against the Dolphins uh, two weeks ago. They got tackled on like the five-yard line. Couldn't end up scoring a touchdown on that play. Uh, I absolutely think that the Packers playing for their lives will be in a good position to win this game. But I think getting over three points here, you got to go with the Lions. So Tampa's getting four points at Atlanta, and Bowles has said he's playing everybody. How does that make sense? Uh, not much that Bulls does make sense uh, to me. Um, I just saw Byron Leftwich, their offense coordinator, come out today and say that we rank 12th in total yards offensively this year. And so something like, quote, unquote, that's not such a bad thing. I mean, this guy is clueless. First of all, don't rank a team in 2023 by total yards. Secondly, if you are using yardage as the stat that you're in love with, which doesn't make any sense, not efficiency-based, but if you want to use yardage, at least divide those yards by plays that you've run offensively. And when you do that math, yards per play, you find out that this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense ranks 24th, which is ninth worst in the NFL, which is a bottom 10 offense. So you shouldn't feel good about what the Bucks offense is this year if you're Byron Leftwich. You shouldn't be talking publicly about total yards. He's doing himself no favors. In this game, though, I look at my history with Tom Brady and these situations in games that do not matter whatsoever. Brady ends up playing more than you end up thinking he does. So unless Todd Bowles pulls him out earlier than expected, Brady's going to be in there the whole first quarter. Maybe most of the second quarter, we'll see, which makes it such that I think that there might be a decent angle here with backing the underdog Bucks on a first quarter line or a first half line because they're absolutely better than what we're seeing from Desmond Ritter and this Falcons team. I mean, this Falcons team is not a good football team. The issue, though, for me is Tom Brady, you got to protect him. This game doesn't matter. Next game matters a ton uh, in the playoffs. So are your tackles playing? Because if your tackles aren't playing, then how do you trust Tom Brady to play a quarterback uh, without those guys up there?
Speaking of rescheduling, they should reschedule this one, Houston and Indianapolis. Yeah, look, I've heard a lot of guys talking about the fact that this is a must-lose game for the Houston Texans because the Bears are not playing Justin Fields, which means the Bears are probably intentionally losing that game, which means that the Texans must lose this game or they're not going to get the first overall pick. At this point in the season, that's so valuable. Having the first overall pick, who cares how you close the season? I would absolutely be looking to tank this game if I'm the Houston Texans, and I think that they should, which then provides me with an opportunity to back Sam Ellinger and Jeff Saturday. Like, that sounds absolutely disgusting, but it's probably the way to look here because Jeff Saturday's trying to coach for something, right? Like, he gets He's, he's calling out other players and other teams for celebrations uh, that didn't know Nick Foles was actually injured, and he's getting on those guys. He's telling his O-line they need to step up, they need to play better, they need to play for the team, they need to defend one another. I mean, this Colts team sounds like they're still trying to play, even though they're terrible. Uh, so for that reason, if the Texans are tanking, you got to look to back the Colts minus two and a half here. But it will be gross, and you're going to have to watch Sam Ellinger for 60 minutes, which is a punishment. <laughs> what about the game I care about, the Steelers hosting the Browns? I gave my two drunken friends my season tickets today. That might have been a mistake, but I love them, so I might as well send my buddies to the game, and hopefully they'll bring the Steelers home. I need the Steelers to win. I need the Pats to lose. I need the, the Jets to win. That's some great karma coming your way, giving away some tickets to the game. Uh, they'll love it. Hopefully uh, the Steelers do get a win for you. I think this, is though, is, is, is one of those spots where, yes, the Steelers are rolling. Yes, they have belief that they can win. Yes, they had that huge victory against the Raiders on Christmas Eve. Then they had the huge victory uh, uh, against the Ravens last week, both in come-from-behind fashion. Um, at some point, though, like this team is getting a little bit overvalued in the betting marketplace. And I'm not suggesting that the line is drastically wrong at two and a half, but what I am suggesting is teasing the Cleveland Browns from two and a half up through the seven is probably the way it'll go in this game, in my opinion, if you missed out on catching the three with the Browns. I personally like almost nothing that I've seen from Deshaun Watson. He looked terrible in that first quarter against Washington. I commented on it during the game. Of course, all the Browns faithful who support Deshaun Watson now through thick and thin because he's on their team come out and blame it on all these other factors like he's not getting protection or his guys are dropping passes, what have you. His touchdowns came to wide open receivers when Amari Cooper was running through a secondary for the Washington Commanders that was absolutely devastated by injury. So I don't like the Cleveland Browns offense a ton here, but they are absolutely playing to ruin the Steelers' season. And I don't see the Steelers winning by a large margin here if they are fortunate enough to win. So I think the Browns on a teaser leg is the way to look. Uh, Dallas playing in the dump in Landover. Sam Howell's going for the Commanders. That could get ugly. I'm excited to see what Sam Howell has. He's not going to be worse than Carson Wentz, and the team might actually want to see what he's doing out there and play better. Uh, but, I mean, Dallas, Dallas is in a position here where they're probably going to win this game. You could tease Dallas down. I don't see them dropping this game. That's really the only way I would look is Dallas on a teaser. But I've done nothing with this game and probably will not.
I'm surprised, Carver Hyde, that we didn't get uh, Warren doing the last night at Caroline's with some of his lines today on C to C. Should have closed down Caroline's with his stand-up act. We'll come back, talk Vikings with Warren. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home. The place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Um. All right, we uh, finish up with Warren Sharp at the National Harbor MGM. So... I got to ask you, I mean, I, the Vikings, Bears, I mean, Fields isn't playing. The Bears stink. Uh, we already know the Vikings are posers. They're going to the playoffs. They're phonies, fool's gold. So whenever they play anybody good, they can get whacked. They look great last week at Lambeau. So let me ask you about the Seattle game uh, with the Rams at Lumen. Do you think the Seahawks are going to handle their business like they did against the Jets? I'm looking to bet this game. I'm probably looking to take the Rams. Um, I think the Seahawks are a good team. We backed the Seahawks last week. I think the Seahawks have a case to try to sneak in the back door to the postseason. Um, but, I mean, the Rams have a history of performing well against these guys. And I think Baker Mayfield is playing for something here. So, for those reasons, I would look to back the Rams plus the points against the Seahawks. Um, it was six and a half. I think it's down to six right now. I still think there's a little bit of value there. Anytime you're betting against one of these teams in a must-win situation, you got to do it. But here's the one questionable part. Is that Rams run defense finally has started to like, I don't know if give up's the right word, but the, the, those little cracks are turning into real big crevices there. This team is just getting destroyed on the ground by opponents. And I think Kenneth Walker could be in for a big day for the Seahawks. What about the Vikings and Bears? Is the number too high at Soldier Field at seven and a hook? I don't think that it warrants the downgrade from an injured Justin Fields to his backup warrants a large number like this in a game that the Vikings may not care to win by such a large margin. But you just never know. The Vikings need to get their heads right. They're going to be playing next week. I do not want to bet against the Vikings per se here, but I'm certainly not laying it with them. 
All right, Warren, great stuff this week. I can't wait till next week when we talk about the wild cards. The playoffs are here. I'm stoked. Happy New Year. Great job today, per usual. Thanks so much, buddy. I look forward to next week. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.